Hello guys, welcome back to the Try Time Podcast. It is episode 22. I'm Callum. There's no Matt today, it's just me. And that is due to us just looking at League One and a preview to the League One season. Obviously, if you've catched the last few podcasts, we've done a three-part podcast series on the Super League predictions, you know, the table, players who are going to win awards, all going over all the signings, that sort of thing. We then did two a two-part with a championship where we went through the signings and, the, and our league table predictions and now we're on to a, a single one for league one obviously there's 10 teams in league one this season so in this podcast i'm just kind of going to go over the highlights of the signings so a lot of the big signings that have come in that a lot of you guys at home who may not be too familiar with league one will know as well as just going from one to ten the table who i think is getting in the playoffs and that sort of thing so yeah matt's kind of sidelined himself for this one as he doesn't have the best knowledge of league one as Last week and the week before, it didn't have the best knowledge of the championship, but I feel like I'm in a good position where I can give a an honest opinion and with a bit of you know facts and stuff thrown in there about my prediction for the how I think the table is going to go. So before I do get into all this, first I'd like to say if you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe, like all that stuff, and give us some feedback in the comments. Let us know how you feel and everything like that, and any, and any video suggestions as well is always welcomed. In terms of if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review and that sort of thing. And Spotify, follow us, subscribe, all that stuff that you can do to support the podcast as it does a lot for us. So thank you, thanks for the support as well, guys. I will add that before I get into it. So without further ado, I think we just crack straight into it. So I'm going to kind of just list off some signings and say some, you know, some words about each sort of different one that where I feel there needs to be words said. So we'll start off with... A trio that Barrow have signed. So they have signed Adam Warren from Huddersfield. Player with a lot of Super League experience. That sort of thing should be a good bit of experience in that pack for them. Ben Harrison, which is a bit of a surprising one, some people may say. You remember him from his time back at Warrington, you know, a good five, six years ago. And he's back in back playing in league now for Barrow, which I think it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. Ryan Shaw as well has come from Lee. Obviously, only played two games from Lee last season with a shot on season, but before that, he was at Hull KR and he'd been at Bradford and he's put a really good account of himself, a really good kicker and a good sort of centre winger, fullback, utility back. Will do bits in League One, I would imagine. So, now on to one, a team that a lot of people may be, you know, sleeping on that sort of thing. You'll see later on in this podcast whether I am, but Coventry have actually picked up an underrated signing for me. Uh, Dave Scott from Batley experienced championship level fullback you know he's gonna do the job for you i think he's at a position where he's got that experience to a coventry team that you know like i say not many people are picking to do much this season i think he's going to add a bit there and maybe maybe he can help guide them to a, a playoff spot who knows so in terms of doncaster they've brought in missy telepapa i'm sure a lot of people are familiar with from his time at featherston and that sort of thing he was at wasn't signed to a club last season so he's now come in to Doncaster I think at this level he's going to be top quality he's got that bit of pace about his game that skill top quality centre then we've got Keithley who brought in two absolutely huge signings so they've brought in Scott Morell from Halifax and you know Scott Morell he's one of them players who you know people say stuff to him and all that about you know how he looks and that sort of thing but he's a top he's a top halfback at the end of the day and he's run that Halifax team for multiple uh, multiple years now so I think him taking that step from Championship to League One is maybe a good step for him. He can now, I think the leadership he's going to bring to this Keefer side, as well as his kicking game, his running game, and what he can actually do as a halfback, I think huge, especially when you add it to some of the players that they've already got. I think Keefer have got a really good squad. 
And then you've also got a player that I think a lot of people will be excited about seeing, especially if you're a Keefley fan, is uh, QLT, who, I mean, he's coming from Newcastle, and obviously with that Newcastle last year, didn't get much time to play last year, obviously with the pandemic and everything like that. But you've got to think that just a few years ago, QLT was playing for Cat in Super League, and we all know what the guy can do and how good of a player he is. So I think the fact that Keefley have managed to grab him, as, as like I say, as well as some of the other players have got, I think it's an unreal bit of business from Keefler there, and I think that's going to make a real, real force to be reckoned with. So, Rochdale have also made a couple of interesting signings, I think. So, they've brought in Josh Jordan-Roberts from York, who obviously a Leeds Academy graduate. He's played you know, at various clubs, such as Bradford as well on loan. Good quality, probably championship-level player that they've picked up. And obviously, for a League One side, that's huge when you're wanting to get up to that next level and get that promotion, which I think Keefler are definitely looking at this year. I said Keefley, it's Rochdale. So completely ignore me on that. That's me going on my... Keefley's on the brain after that QLT signing. But yeah, Josh Jordan-Roberts to Rochdale, which I think Rochdale aside that... I mean, we don't really count last year, do we? When They went down the season before last year, but they didn't really play last year. So technically they went down the last proper season where there was relegation from the championship. They went down and that is the same with Barrow as well. So these are teams that, need, that are wanting to strengthen so that they can get back up to the championship. Uh, and they've also brought in Fufu Moimai, who, you know, it seems like he's been going around forever now, Fufu Moimai. But they've signed him from Workington, and we all know what he can do and that sort of thing at that level. So now, moving on to the last two sort of notable signings. I think, I'm sorry if you're a fan of a club and I haven't mentioned one of your signings or I haven't mentioned a certain signing or anything like that. It's no bias or anything like that. I've just picked out some of the notable ones that stood out to me. Obviously, a lot of teams have made some great signings and some so some outgoings as well that are going to affect him. And that should all factor into where I have everyone in my league table prediction. So, West Wales Raiders. Everyone knows, you know, the struggles that they've had ever since it was really formed and rebranded as the West Wales Raiders. So, big signing. Got the headlines. Similar to sort of that Sonny Bill signing at Toronto last year. You know, got the, got the headlines. It's Gavin Henson to Gavin Henson, who obviously... England Rugby Union player come over people questioning how well he's going to do at his age and that sort of thing but I think the experience there especially when that West Wales team is full of young players who kind of I think they just sometimes need that play with that experience of you know play I know he's not rugby league but rugby union experience playing for England and that sort of thing it's, you know it's intangible sort of stuff Randy Chase as well who you know he's been around his clubs now we're at Doncaster for like last year or so and again, he hasn't really had a chance to show much due to the pandemic. But I think at West Wales, again, he has that experience and that skill factor that should lightly go up. And, you know, are they an outside chance for the playoffs, West Wales, even though, you know, they've been rooted to the bottom of the table for the last sort of couple of years? I guess we'll have to wait and see. So, I'll take a breath now. That is my, that is the signings, the notable ones anyway. So, I want to, I'm going to ask you guys, like, who are watching this video, who is the best signing out of these? Who's going to set League One alight? Is it Rangi Chase? Is it Henson, etc.? I want to I want to know what you guys think. And I guess now we just get straight into my table prediction. So, the, championship, uh, the Championship and League One playoff structures have recently been announced. So, it is going to be a top, top of the table does go up with the five below them getting playoffs. So, out of a 10-team league, you know, there's only going to be four teams who miss out on the playoffs, meaning it is going to be all to play for throughout the whole season for these League One clubs. 
and I think it's going to make it really interesting and you know where usually you might not really take much interest in League 1 I think you're going to find a lot of neutral fans from maybe Championship or Super League clubs thinking you know this League 1 is going to be interesting especially when you've got games that are going to be on our league and that sort of thing it's going to add something to it so my prediction I'm going to start off in first I think that's the right thing to do who, who do I think is going to win the league so for me I've bigged them up in the signings and it's got to be Keefley for me a club that's been growing over the past few years anyway, and you can see that. You know, signings such as Jake Webster for last year. Obviously, like I said, he didn't really get to play much. But when he did, he scored a few tries, i tell you that. So, he's he him on his own, as well as the other players they already had, would make them probably play off locks anyway for me. But just the signings of, you know, QLT and Morel. I think Morel is a winner, is Morel. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not saying he's won much with Halifax, but he's a guy who wins your games. And it's that experience and QLT as well, that little bit of magic. I think them two are going to connect so well, especially when you've got Webster as well. And it, it's a remnants of a lower a lower championship team. I mean, Keith have got some good young players through. They're the sort of team that sort of picks up players from maybe, you know, championship or Super League, you know, academies. Players who've just kind of not made the cut and have been forgotten about at that level. They pick them up and they're sort of repurposing them into solid players. And I think Keithley have definitely got that. So for me, they're my top of the league. I don't think they're necessarily going to run away with it. There's a lot of top teams in League One this season who are going to be challenging for that top spot and the playoffs. But for me, if I were to put some money on it, I would say Keithley are top. So, yeah. If you're a Keithley fan, I'm sure you're happy with this prediction. And I'm sure you're looking forward to the season as well. So, it gets interesting now because I think you've, got a, you've probably got here, on paper, as we're looking at it, from a, a without trying to be not biased but I guess disrespectful to some of the teams you have got kind of five playoff spaces with I guess in my head anyway when I'm looking at it, six teams that have to fit into them five spots so one team for me which people might be shocked at are missing out of my top six whereas you know the other one maybe be stepping up there who maybe people think that's stupid you know what I mean but we're going to get to it with second place Another team that I think strengthened, another team that I think already had one of the strongest squads anyway, having been relegated from the championship, you know, not last year, the year before, I've explained that. So, it's Barrow, and I think, you know, the signs they've made, such as Walne and Shaw, and you know, you don't know how Harrison's going to do, as well as the squad they already had that experience there, how hard it is to do. I mean, I know there's a, another Cumbrian team in this, but... It is a hard place to travel, especially if you're travelling from Wales or down in London. You're travelling up to a, a really tough ground up in Barrow, and it's going to be it's going to be interesting. They're not going to lose many games on that ground, especially with the signings they've made as well. I think I just can't look past Barrow at second. I think they'll be pushing Keithley 100%, and I think they would be one of my favourites to get that the the second spot in the championship. I think they will. Um, they would win the playoffs realistically, or they'd be the favourites to anyway. So I think, yeah, Barrow, like I say, top side, um, you know, got relegated from Championship. I think they're wanting to bounce back, and I think they can do it. So now it gets interesting, and this, I think this next team who I've got in third, which I will say now is Doncaster, I think is an interesting one, because I think I always think they're going to do better than this sometimes seem to do, because they have got the good players, and they're one as well, where they'll pick up some young players who have dropped out, and they've got, you know... That nice style of rugby, some some players that I really do like, and sometimes I think they just haven't quite clicked enough, maybe to get it to get over the line and get up into championship in the last sort of couple of years. So, but 
I have them in third, and I have them as a team that also could push the playoffs. I think they've got a squad, a strong squad. You know, players like a player like Ross Peltier, who when he was at Bradford, won at Bulls best player, and that's coming from a Bradford fan. When he was at Bradford, it was absolutely quality as an impact sub. And you know, in league one, I, I know that he's just tearing it up, as well as some of the other players that they have got there, mix of experience and youth and young players. So for me, not much to add, but again, Doncaster, solid third. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Doncaster came first. So, top side. Looking forward to seeing playing League One this season. So, we're getting down them spots now in playoffs. And, you know, you might have your team there. You might be thinking, you know, where's my team? Well, if you're a Hunslet fan, your team is coming up in fourth. Which, I think, Hunslet have been sort of a team where, on paper, this, you know, to an outside fan, you might not have, they might not have jumped out at you as much. You know, they don't have that big name like a Rangi Chase or, you know, Morel or... That sort of thing, a big player that jumps out to you. But they've been doing really well in these last couple of years. To the point that I think their growth within the club to try and get back to the championship where there was that, you know, sort of four or five years ago is, is maybe achievable. I mean, I've got them in the fourth, genuinely because of the form they've showed over the past couple of years, how they are pushing for that top, that top, that bit of promotion. They've got a solid squad as well. Mix of youth and experience, which I think is what you need in these leagues. Yeah, you want your experience to be able to get you through games and that sort of thing. But I think in League One, you also need that bit of youth, that bit of speed and that sort of thing. And I think I've got a good balance of that as majority of these top sides have. So for me, I'll, I've put Hunslet in fourth. Um, if you're a Hunslet fan, I'm sure you... Maybe if you're a Hunslet fan, based on the last couple of years, you want to be that top two or even first and getting an auto mic up. But I think Hunslet will be a tough side in the playoffs as well. But if I was to pick who I thought was going to win my playoffs, I wouldn't be saying Hunslet. So in fifth place, we've got the other team that got relegated from the Championship the last time there was relegation, and that's Rochdale. And I think in that season in the Championship, there wasn't great Rochdale, but I mean, not many people expected them to be. There were some top quality sides in the Championship that year, and it made sense them going down along with Barrow, really. But I don't think they've strengthened to the point Barrow have, but they've also made some good, smart signings, such like a Josh Jordan Robson. It shows intent, shows purpose, and... Even some of the other signs I didn't speak on there that they've made from championship clubs like a couple from Swinton and that sort of thing. You just know they're going to have that bit of something there. I don't think they're necessarily going to have that flair or anything like that that's going to put them to the lengths of sort of maybe Keefley or Doncaster or Barrow up at the top. But I think they're a solid, going to be a solid playoff side. I don't think they're going to have to really worry about getting the playoffs. So for me, watch they'll get that fifth spot. And now, now's when it gets really interesting for me because I've got to look at, you know, when I'm when I was picking my league table, you know, like I say, there was probably seven teams to go into the top six for me, and we're now down to the sixth and seventh spots. Who's gonna miss out? And it was interesting. And I'll tell you the teams it was between for me. It was between Workington, who obviously have been a solid League One Championship team, sort of bounced between the two a couple of times. Side where you think, you know. Give me them three years ago, they probably would be winning this league. And I don't necessarily know if they've weakened or other teams have just strengthened past them or something like that. Because you know how hard it is to go up to Workington and win a game of rugby. It's a tough place to go. As I made the point of in my championship prediction, how hard it is to get up to Whitehaven and get a, get a win there. So, we're interesting. And the other team is West Wales, who I'm thinking of. A bit of a wild card pick. You know, spice things up a bit, and the signings they've made, and like, do I think Gavin Ensign's going to carry them necessarily? No. Do I think Chase will? You know, maybe 
Do I think they may be getting some better players, kind of homegrown players coming through? And they've shown progress, definitely. And and it's actually led me. And if you're a Workington fan, you probably hate me. And you know what? You're probably going to prove me wrong. And I hope you do. Fair enough. But I thought I'll go something different. I've lobbed West Wales in at six. Team that's come bottom for the last few years, ever since they've formed, like I have said. They've, made, they've signed well. They're showing good signs of progression, that sort of thing. Again, teams have got to travel down to West Wales. If you're, you know, you're a champion, um, a Championship League One club, you're going to be travelling all over the all over the UK with this one in this league. You know, with your Welsh sides and your London and your up, right up north in Cumbria and that sort of thing. But for me, West Wales are going to just push that six. They're going to be a wild card. There's always going to be one of these teams that's going to push and play well. My money's on it being West Wales this season. Sadly, that is at the disfortune of Workington, who I think, you know, a solid club. And like I say, would not surprise me if Workington come up and finish second or third or something like that. But for the sake of my prediction, I have got Workington down in seventh. And like I've said, they've lost a couple of players. You know, Furu and Morimori's gone and that sort of thing. Have they replaced them with the best players? Maybe not. But I think they also do have a solid squad. And like I say, 7th is probably a bit harsh. But I kind of had to put them somewhere. And I kind of, in a way, don't see them any higher than some of the teams I've put above West Wales. And like I say, West Wales is a bit of a wild card pick at 6. So now, you know, you're looking at the bottom three, really. And I, I mean, this is what I mean. I didn't want to cause any disrespect or anything like that. But people, a lot of people would have predicted this bottom three, maybe. Or with West Wales in there, depending on your prediction and that sort of thing. This kind of seems to be a bit of a, a level to it and a bit of a... It's similar to the Championship, how you've got your sort of elite teams that you're thinking, yeah, you're going to be pushing playoffs. And then you've got your teams that you think kind of like, you know, maybe not, maybe they're fighting relegation. It's that split in the league. And it's been really tough for me to kind of decipher between these because certain clubs like Coventry have made good signings, but is that going to impact them enough to get them, you know, uh, eighth place finish? But for me, it's not. As eighth, I have gone North Wales, the other Welsh side. For me, it'll be interesting to see if West Wales do actually finish higher than North Wales. I think North Wales are one of them sides where they kind of just get on with their business seemingly in League One. Ever since they've really been down there, they haven't properly properly pushed to try and get the way back up obviously that's due to every they're a completely different club essentially to when um the crusaders was in super league and that sort of thing but i'm i think again north wales outside that on the if they play well they could be the Welsh side that's pushing the playoffs i think the squad's good they've got experienced players in this league they don't have many players that Look, you know, wow, you've got the wow factor. You're a player that could probably walk into any championship side, which, I mean, you know, I look at a, a player like, for example, QLT, and I think, you know, you put him at fullback for half at championship teams and he's going to be their number one choice in that position. Do you know what I mean? Don't see that in North Wales, and I think they don't have that necessarily bit of quality to get them higher. You know, maybe they'll prove me wrong. We'll have to wait and see. So, bottom two, who's getting the wooden spoon, that sort of thing. So... Ninth place, I have gone with London Scholars, which obviously means Coventry are finishing bottom. So, first of all, I'll just speak on London. Again, similar to North Wales, there's not much that ultra, ultra, ultra excites me in the team. Not a lot of players that I think could make that step straight up to championship and have that quality that can push them there. You know, it's not a bad side, don't, don't get me wrong. And again, it wouldn't surprise me if they are pushing up. Maybe less than North Wales, but... I mean, again... 
I think with some of these teams down at bottom, you've kind of just got to think if they can find something from somewhere, maybe that team spirit, that team morale, and just get a really good, solid, solid squad together that work for each other, then maybe they can do something. But I don't think they've got necessarily players that can carry them through it on their own. And for that reason, I have them down in ninth. So Wooden Spoon, obviously Coventry. They've made the good signing of um, of Scott from uh, Batley, like I said earlier on. And I think he's going to help them. But again, he's a player that played well for Batley. Always been sort of ever-present. But then again, would he now step back into a fullback in, in one of them championship teams? Maybe not. You know, is he going to carry it? A Coventry team that's not really performed too well over the last, you know, year or so. Probably not. And for me, that's why they are 10th. I think they'll have some good wins in there. But I think this League One season, this League One sort of campaign is going to be very top-heavy for me with the sides like Keithley, Barrow, Doncaster, Hunslet, etc. Dominating the league and it's going to be all about them rather than at the bottom. And I can see Coventry kind of getting forgotten about down at the bottom, which is sad really. Obviously, as kind of like an expansion team. But... Yeah, that is my league table. What do you guys think? So let me know sort of your league table. Draft it down in the comments, that sort of thing. Who's going up? Name me the two teams going up. Who's getting the wooden spoon, that sort of thing. And how's it? It's going to be interesting to see, you know, to, just to close off the podcast, how it's going to be next year. Obviously, Ottawa did delay their entry to next year and how that them coming in and then obviously the teams down from the championship and that sort of thing. Although by then... It'll all probably be restructured by the RFL anyway, so let's not get too ahead of it ourselves, I guess. But so, if I, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you my playoff winner, just my top two, just in case that does happen, I can call back to this video and say, you know, fair play. So for me, Keith up as champions, and if I'm naming your playoff winner, you know what? I'm going to actually deviate away from when I was saying about Barrow earlier on. I'm going to go Doncaster. Just I think when it gets to that that sort of time, I think they can do it, Doncaster. So I'm going to go Keithley and Doncaster to go up. Doncaster to win the playoffs on third place. So yeah, that's everything for in terms of League One. In terms of now, I'm going to kind of just touch on some other sort of topics around the podcast and what we're trying to do moving forward and as well as the start of the season and just kind of outline some plans that we've got for you. Obviously, it has been a shorter podcast. That's because there's not as much to talk about for League One as there has been for Super League and Championship. But in terms of the main podcast going forward, obviously, they're every Wednesday. That's going to keep going throughout the season and beyond. So next week is going to be a, a podcast, just a normal podcast, speaking about other talking points, that sort of thing. We might even have a guest for you. Hopefully, we're working on that. The week after then, which will be before the Super League, se the start of the Super League season, we'll have... Full preview to them matches as also there'll be other games going on like the Challenge Cup and stuff starting, that sort of thing and getting into them rounds and stuff like that. There'll be games to predict, there'll be games to review, that sort of thing. We'll be getting into the swing of what the podcast is actually going to be like throughout the season, all the talking points and all the games and that sort of thing. And then we'll go through them through there beyond. But again, if there's any talking points you want for the podcast, let us know and we, we will discuss them. We're looking for ideas, I mean, Matt. And that's great. And it's great that some of you guys already have messaged us and we have actually delivered on some of them ideas already, which is good. In terms of other videos, obviously we have the sort of schedule of every Saturday we'd put a video out. Recently it's been sort of kit videos and we did the Steve Price video at the weekend. If you haven't seen that already, go check that out. We're going to keep that going. Hopefully this Saturday it will be our Super League Dream Team, our teams and sort of talking about it and our league code and all that sort of thing so you guys can all get involved in that. 
Hopefully, if that if they pull the finger out and actually get it set up, that'll be out on Saturday. If not, we'll have something else out for you, and they'll keep going throughout the season, whatever sort of topic of video they are. They're the videos where you can suggest to us, and we'll sort it all out and get it all up there for you. In terms of some new sort of projects Matt's kind of working on on the channel, so he's got the Rugby League roundup going on and that's not going to necessarily be every week it may turn out to be that's covering it's kind of a little bit of a summary of all the talking points that we don't necessarily touch on in the podcast so obviously in the recent podcast we haven't spoke about much news due to it being season previews and that sort of thing so matt on monday um so when you're seeing this that'll be the latest video on the channel before this go check that out it's a quick summary of all the talking points such as the situation going on with Falau at the minute, the NRL rule changes, Eastman going to Leeds and that sort of thing, covering all that. That might be weekly, it might not be. It'll probably fall on roughly like a Monday or that sort of thing, quite a neutral day. There's that going on. Matt's also got sort of things in the works to do, like uh, about the Eurozone rugby and that sort of thing. That'll be coming up in a, probably a few weeks. And some other ideas as well that we've got for other shows, we don't just want to keep it to necessarily two things per week. We think we can expand and if we've got the time to the time to edit it and time to produce good content and we're going to try to do it for you. So like I say, I, any ideas of what you want to do, we've done a load of ideas in the past, you know, going back to last season and we've got ideas for the future that we want to do post pandemic sort of in person, that sort of thing. Other than that, guys, I think it's just kind of just speaking for, my, for myself. Just thanks for the support as well. Since we've come back for the new season, it's been really good. We've gained, you know, a decent few subscribers for us. So if you can and you're watching this and you aren't subscribed, please do subscribe because it does make a difference to us and it does help the channel grow. Thanks for the support, the comments and that sort of thing we're getting, whether it's Facebook or on YouTube. It's great and it really does keep us going and shows that we're actually kind of having a voice in the rugby league community and that sort of thing. Like we say, we're not here to offend anyone. It's just our opinions and that sort of thing. So, I think I'll end it here before I waffle on too much, but I have stretched it out to a 25-minute podcast on League One. So, if you're a League One fan, I'm sure you've enjoyed it. But, yeah, thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for watching, guys, and I will catch you on the next video. See you later.